0: Hello and welcome to Real Estate Real Talk. My name is LaTanya Button. Today I'm joined by Haley Bauer, coming to you live from Aggieland as we discuss the ins and outs of buying and selling real estate. Thank you for joining us today. The purpose of this podcast is to help educate you on how the different real estate processes work, as well as equip you as a buyer or seller to ask great questions to your agents. Today, we'll be discussing the most exciting part of the real estate process. So let's get started. It's finally closing day and all the ups and downs are nearing the end. And this is an exciting time for the buyer. One question that is sure to come up is when do we get the keys? Haley, what is closing and funding, and how does that relate to getting the process to access your home?
1: Usually, the buyer gets the keys once the closing is over. And it's super rewarding as the buyer's agent to hand over those keys to the buyer. It's what we've been waiting for this whole time. Right. It's also important to find out if you're going to be able to get the keys as soon as you sign or when your transaction funds. Right, right. And we can talk
0: about that a little bit later Yeah, in the podcast, yeah. So um, another important discussion is the communication with the lender and the buyer and the lender and the title company, and then the agent and the title company. So Haley, talk to me about this part of the process. What is important for the buyer to understand?
1: So most importantly, time is of the essence. If your lender needs you to sign a copy of your tax returns or other income-related documents, don't wait. Drop everything you're doing. Get it done right then and there. If for some reason there's going to be an issue with your financing approval, you want to know as soon as possible. That's good. So, yeah. So hopefully it's within your financing period too if a little hiccup comes up. But yeah, the the lender needs to have the contact information to your realtor, to the title company. That way the flow of communication is streamlined and everybody's on the same page.
0: Right, because it's... it's you know, if you're not careful, things can the ball can be dropped. Yes. So I know with my um, the title company I use a lot the um, the the person that helps me they will they're they're checking in right and so I'm right. checking on them they're checking on me right I'm asking if they've got things from the the lender you know they're asking me maybe for a survey but it's really important to make sure that you're communicating with each other.
1: Yes, the whole time, like not just the week prior to closing.
0: Right. Right. So the closing statement, talk to me about that.
1: So the closing statement is usually issued by the lender. It's also called the CD. Um, That is usually sent out near the end of the process.
0: Right, yeah. So let's talk about that possible timeline leading up to closing when you need to set it up. What do you need from the buyer to set up closing and what do you typically convey to the buyer?
1: So usually once the appraisal's been done and we have the green light there, um, that's when things start getting set up at title. So everybody's known about the closing date usually since day one. Closing date usually doesn't change. Uh, If it does change, an amendment's needed for that. But for the most part, and I think you would agree, it tends to stick to what was originally on the contract.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So as soon as... uh, as soon as the buyer gets past that appraisal portion of the process, it's best to have their agent go ahead and set up their closing uh, appointment
0: at the title company. Is there a time of day? Does that matter? Yes,
1: there, there is a golden window. Uh, most of the time, the title companies fill up really quickly. So it's best to do it between 8 in the morning and noon. And if you can manage to do it on a weekday other than Friday, that's best. Um, A lot of the times, you know, it's near the end of the month or Friday, though. It's just how it is and what happens.
0: Right. I I do try to do it in the, you know, a different day of the week just so that you don't get caught
1: Yeah. at the
0: last minute.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's avoidable, though, just because the buyer needs to take off to come sign papers. And, you know, they were going to move in that weekend anyway, so they just go ahead and take that Friday off and come in and sign Right. So you sh- most of the time it's on Friday, but if you can do it before Friday, that's recommended.
0: Yeah. And because I know, and we can we can talk about this now, but I know I've had some closings where it's on a Friday and and sometimes the closing has been delayed, right? Right. Due to different issues. And so we, we're finally at Friday, the frustrations are there um, because everybody is ready to get it done. And then here you are on Friday afternoon and... The buyer is wanting their keys. So talk to me about that. Let's talk about that a minute. So you're
1: closing in the afternoon. That's pretty risky just because you want it to fund and close the same day. Keyword fund. Right. That's super important. If it's anything past noon, it may not fund till the following day.
0: Right. And that's because they're they're getting the information. So the title company has to review all the paperwork. They're sending it to the lender. Right. Lender is reviewing it. Right. And then they're they're getting, they're sending the approval back to the title company. Right. So it really depends on, you know, who your lender is, which that's a whole nother discussion. But if you have really good communication with the lender, you can kind of check in and say, how are we doing? Is there anything um, you're missing? Because I've had people had to come back and sign something because they yes. left out an initial. Lenders are very um, picky about that. You've got to sign exactly the way your name is on the contract.
1: Right, yeah. And if you accidentally miss a page, it can can cause problems. So
0: So the the buyer is wanting their keys, but talk to me about that.
1: Okay, so depending on who you're working with as your seller and their type of personality, they may not want to hand over the keys until it has funded. Right. Not just closed, but also funded. So, you know, if you're the type of buyer who was planning to move in the same day that you closed, and the seller is over here saying, no, wait a minute, I'm not handing you keys and you've got your U-Haul in the parking lot,
0: <laughs> that's, that's a, problem. a problem.
1: Yeah. That's a problem. So you'll want to check with your agent and your agent will need to find out prior to closing, are they going to hand over keys when you close or when you fund? Right. It's a really important question.
0: So another thing that we we want to go back to is the wiring of the fund. So talk to me about that. How did they get their money to the title company?
1: Yeah, so with the closing disclosure, that's um, it's basically an itemized page for the buyer to find out how much they need to bring to the closing table and how much the seller is going to receive in proceeds. So the buyer needs to know um, exactly how much To send the title company so that's what that cd is for right and leading up to the closing date usually the day before is how it usually happens but the buyer will need to get wiring instructions from the title company to give to their bank so their bank can wire the funds to the title company and it's there and waiting for them once they're there to close
0: Yes, because, I mean, recently I had a closing where the, the buyer, they were very, um, very good. They went the day before and they, their bank tried three times to um, wire the funds and it just, it wouldn't go through. Yeah. And so she's calling me, asking me, hey, you know, what do I need to do? And I'm like, well, this, this title company will accept a cashier's check. And so that's what they had to do. But if she had done that on the way to the title company, that would have been a frustrating process.
1: Right, right. And most title companies, if you're lucky, some of them will accept a cashier's check. Most of the time, though, they want you to wire your funds. Right, they do. So that takes time and a little bit of preparation. And once you have your bank send over those funds to the title company, you want to verify that they receive those funds because there's so much wiring fraud going on these days. That's a good idea.
0: Um, Also, another thing is utilities. So let's talk about that, getting the utilities transferred over.
1: Right. So, prior to closing, you're also going to need to set up your utilities for the property in your name. So, the key th- the key thing is having the seller transfer, keyword transfer, the utilities not disconnect or close out. Right. Because if you tell that to the utility company, it could take a bit for it to reconnect, basically. Right. So,
0: hopefully, the, the seller's agent has said, hey, let's let them transfer. Right. And then the buyer will call them and say... You know, let's get this. We want it transferred on closing day. And I know I had a buyer recently that um, it was a rural property, and they didn't realize that there was also a meter on the, um, the barn out there. So um, that was a whole – the utility company didn't even bring that up. But um, they had to call back and, and transfer that. And um, uh, also propane tanks. Yeah, or gas. Gas. Yes. Anything and everything that you need to do to get started.
1: Right. So a lot of the times if there's gas on the property, you've got to call a gas provider like Atmos. And if it's a new build, for example, uh, new builder homes don't want you to connect the gas because it's a liability to the property. So that can't be done until closing day. But it's something that's really important that needs to be talked about. That way you're prepared and you can move into your home and everything's on and working and there's no hiccups.
0: Yeah. So asking great questions is good even as the buyer making sure because like I said again it's not it's everyone is doing their part but you're helping each other through the process right and that really makes a smooth process whenever everybody is working towards this closing that's correct so as the buyer you know when you get to the the title company you've got your time set you know maybe it's nine o'clock and you get there at nine o'clock how long are they going to be there what does that look like
1: Usually, as the buyer, if you have a lender involved, it's going to take you about thirty to forty-five minutes to sign all of
0: your documents. Yeah, and then, um, and the, and sometimes there's more than one document for each. Yes, sometimes more there's than one page of the same copy. Yeah,
1: for what reason we don't know, but the lender put it in there, so we are signing it without a doubt.
0: <laughs> right, and then another thing um, we can talk about is. What about whenever the buyer and the seller are both signing at the same time or a difficult transaction? What do we do there?
1: Yeah, so that's a good point. Sometimes, just depending on the transaction, if it's gone really smoothly, uh, buyer and seller will opt to close together. Other times, if it's been a really rough transaction, you all have haggled over negotiations and it's been emotional. Yes. You want to close separately, just so your buyer doesn't have to see that seller, and your seller doesn't have to see that buyer. Right.
0: And and typically, even if you sign together, the seller usually gets their signed right away. They just have a few documents. So yes, they'll sit there and kind of sign. You'll just chat for a minute, you know, and they'll sign it. It's not painful, but it's not. It. But you know, it just depends. So, but um, when we're wrapping this up, I, I want to ask you, Haley, what is your personal favorite? part about getting to that closing date. You've done this many times, of course, and and maybe they're anxious about whether you know it's even going to happen, but now it's over. What is your favorite part? What makes you smile? So my favorite part
1: in the whole process is after the buyer has signed everything, hopefully we're handing keys over right there at the closing table uh, when it's closed and we're taking pictures with a sold sign for them fun. to post to their Facebook page that way they can tell all of their friends hey I just bought my first house it's just really exciting and it's like it's the the peak of the transaction right
0: yeah I know with me I think um I feel like a relationship has been has been formed right yeah because you've had a lot of ups and downs and the the seller um the buyer they've you know or the buyer they've trusted you and um I love it. And that's the exciting part about real estate for me. It's that relationship building. Um, I know um, this last client that I helped, you know, I met their daughter at one lunch, you know, and then I met their son, you know, at another lunch. It's just, it's neat to kind of to meet the family members and um, hopefully I've just made some lifetime friends.
1: Yeah. 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 And it's almost like you become part of their family throughout the process just because of that level of trust and How much you're having to communicate on a daily basis. you are communicating a lot. Yes.
0: Well, that wraps it up for now. Next time, we'll be discussing another exciting real estate topic. Thank you, Haley Bauer, for joining me today and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. Again, we're very excited for the opportunity to share the real estate process with all of you. We'll be discussing other real estate topics, home inspections, buying a new build home, appraisals, so be sure to join us. As always, check out our other podcasts. And when you have a real estate question, give us a call. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Real Talk.